and we'll be moving on to China. China opening a joint training base in Cuba. Training who? The military in Cuba. Uh, oh, wow. Wait, where did you say? In Cuba. Oh my goodness. We have a problem. Now, we talked a little bit last week about the spy base that was in Cuba that the story broke that they had had one for a few years in Cuba and they were trying to do upgrades to it. And we got a lesson in what real strategic interests and real strategic vulnerabilities look like. And it looks like um, your neighbors. It looks like neighbors that you leave on the vine with no relationship with, no cooperation, no, no contact. And you get problems because eventually they'll just reach out to other countries. They'll accept what other uh, other countries reach out to them. Uh, the Cubans aren't just going to sit there and go, oh, gee, we're isolated. No, they're going to go, oh, you want to do diplomacy with us? Okay, we'll do diplomacy with you. You want to do a spy base in us? Oh, okay, we'll just, yeah, we'll do it. Shit. And now we're, we're in this panic mode where we're trying to respond to something that should never have even happened. Not because we should make the, the Cubans fear us, but because we should have had a working relationship with our neighbor. Why don't we have that? that and that, and that's, a, that's an honest question. Why don't we have a functioning relationship with our neighbor? We don't have that many of them. Let's let's be completely real here. Like we are very blessed in that regard from a security point of view. We only have like three neighbors, Canada, Mexico, and Cuba. Now, if you include Alaska, we have Russia as a neighbor. Okay, well, that's four. You have the Bahamas. Okay, that's five. <laughs> we really don't have that many. And only two of them we have an actual border with. So how do you how do you fuck this up it's it's annoying to watch I'll, I'll say that much and i again i will hold it against trump he sabotaged the normalization of relations between us and cuba and in that regard i'd have to give credit where credit is due to obama because obama was trying to normalize relations with cuba a common sense move why would you not have a relationship uh, uh, and why would you not be on speaking terms with one of the five countries that you need to be on speaking terms with for your own physical security? Like we talk about Taiwan and their chip production as, as though that was critical to U.S. security. No, it's not. We will, You have people talking about how defeating Russia and Ukraine is uh, great for the United States. That means nothing to us. Especially if you're going to ignore your neighbors to pursue these grandiose ideas. Like, what are you doing? What what are we doing? We can go fight a war in Vietnam for 20 years, but we can't have a, a functional relationship with Cuba? Yeah? We, we, can go, we can go shoot goat herders and mountain bandits in Afghanistan for 20 years and do so in Iraq for 21 or 22, or 23, or 25 years plus. We'll see how long it goes on for. We can do all that, but we can't speak to the Cubans? Like, this is this is stupid. This is actually stupid. And it's, 
and the the more I think about it, the dumber it looks. And of course, ooh, I have to assume I have to assume these are normal people, which means that this is deliberate. These are this is a pro. This is asking for a problem, asking for another Cuban Missile Crisis. And depending on how much th this stuff with China between China and Cuba escalates, we might actually get another Cuban Missile Crisis. And we'll have ourselves to blame because our neighbors should have no incentive to allow themselves to be weaponized against us. But if we're not even going to speak to them because, oh, you're a communist, we're not going to speak to you. Okay, well, when they go speaking to foreign powers, we can't sit here and get, uh, uh, we can't sit here and throw a tantrum about it. This is the dumbest foreign policy idea ever. The idea that you're going to go around the world spreading freedom and democracy while bombing civilians and getting into grandiose geostrategic struggles with Russia and China and Iran, and then you leave this wide ass door open for these adversaries that you created by being involved on the other side of the world to come in and start fucking with you. It's the dumbest thing. It's so stupid that it has to be deliberate. It's so dumb that it can't be organic. It has to be deliberate. Like, what else am I supposed to believe? That nobody up there in those planning rooms where you see them doing the war games with Taiwan and how a war between US and China over Taiwan would go, that none of the people responsible for that even thought about, hmm, maybe we should have a, a working relationship with Cuba. Actually, I can believe that. <laughs> Actually, I can believe that a lot. Huh? I've just sabotaged my, my own metaphor here. But honestly, it really says a lot about how misplaced our priorities are. That it takes a crisis for us to even consider the idea of speaking to the Cubans. Unless you're Obama, which again, I got to give credit where credit is due. But back to this uh, joint training base that the Chinese are trying to set up in Cuba, a joint training base between the Chinese and Cuban militaries, which flies completely in the face of the Monroe Doctrine. Oh my goodness. But, you know, in a way, I'm kind of happy because now everyone gets a lesson in what real priorities look like. This is why we have the Monroe Doctrine. Hello. Let's go back to what actually matters here. Leap. But I was reading this Al Jazeera article because it was it was uh, the only way I was going to get access because the original article was from the Wall Street Journal. But I don't have a, I don't have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal, so uh -huh, Al Jazeera, here we go. Uh, but it's it, it goes like this: uh, China has been negotiating the creation of a joint of a new joint training facility on the Caribbean island nation of Cuba, creating concerns it would lead to the stationing of Chinese troops in the waters off the U.S according to the Wall Street Journal. Again, the original articles from the Wall Street Journal. The newspaper on Tuesday reported that discussions between the two countries are in advanced stages, but had not concluded. The report said the officials from the administration of President Joe Biden have been trying to discourage their Cuban counterparts from finalizing the deal. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, and uh, I'll just take a moment to talk about how fake of a job that is national security council spokesman who are you <laughs> but uh he told reporters john kirby he told reporters on tuesday quote it's no secret or surprise uh that china is trying to improve their influence or reach 
uh, he continues by saying, it's not like we aren't aware of it. It's not like we haven't been monitoring it, end quote. He, he also says, uh, we'll continue to take steps to uh, be able to protect our own secrets and our own national security, he says. Um, okay. So it's not like you aren't aware of it. It's not like you aren't monitoring it. Okay, so, so you've been aware of it and you've been monitoring it. And it's so obvious that China is trying to improve their influence and reach, but you've sat and done literally nothing about it until the story drops in the news. Yeah. Like, get this guy out of here. Somebody, somebody get him, get these people out of here. You're monitoring the situation, but you're going to do literally nothing about what, what good are you then? What use are you then? You're going to monitor this situation. You're going to take steps to be able to protect your own secrets. But at no point did you think, hmm, maybe we should reach out to the Cubans and ask, ask them nicely not to have a foreign power established military connections with them. You know, talk to your neighbor. Is, is this just a taboo? Like, what is this? This is so goofy. It's so dumb that it has to be deliberate. I, there's no way. There's no other way. Uh, it's I I can't I can't take these people seriously I I can't but I have to because they're, they're my government oh brother uh, anyway it's no it's no secret or surprise it's not like we aren't aware it's not like we aren't we haven't been monitoring it you're aware it's no secret it's no surprise you've been monitoring it you're aware of it but you do absolutely nothing that's that's crazy to me um we'll continue. <laughs> To taste. <laughs> oh, this is this is actually gold. This is actually comedy gold. We're, we'll continue to take steps to be able to protect our own secrets and our own national security. Except we're not going to talk to either of the countries involved about this issue. Wow, that sounds like oh my goodness, bro. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know, you know, this is what happens when you only have one tool in your in your toolbox. When the only tool in your toolbox is giving money to Ukraine, everything looks like a Ukrainian bank account. <laughs> uh, oh, the Chinese are setting up a spy base in Cuba. Send more money to Ukraine. The Chinese have a balloon flying over our skies. Send more money to Ukraine. There's a, a the Titanic submersible thing uh, just suffered a, a catastrophic implosion send more money to ukraine the ukrainians are losing in their counter offense send more money to ukraine the russians are in a second civil war oh gotta send more money to ukraine <laughs> is is this what our foreign policy is is this the state of our foreign policy I mean, I can believe it, but I, I think it is it's, it's still worth asking the question is this how far we have fallen is this all? Is this what we have left? This is absolutely ridiculous. I almost can't read this. I, I almost can't read this. And I'm reading this for what the third time because I'm reading it to you now. Oh my goodness. Uh, on Tuesday, US officials also renewed calls to reestablish military to military communication between the US and China, an objective Blinken did not attain on his visit. And unobjected that he never will, because Biden sabotaged anything that he might possibly have maybe gained in that visit when he called Xi Jinping a dictator. So 
all of that went straight down the drain in less than 24 hours. So war with, war with China it is. The Cold War with China it is. Cuban Missile Crisis with China it is. We've they've made the choice. They made the decision. Again, when you call somebody names, sometimes those names, depending on how heinous they are, have actions associated with them. You're and here we go again. How like how you're gonna you want military military communication between the U.S. and China? But you call China's leader a dictator. If he's a dictator, why do you why do you, why would we want military to military communication? Why would we want to tell the military of an authoritarian dictator what our military is doing? See how that see how that sabotages any attempt at doing something useful. This is why you can't be a child in politics. You can't just go out calling people names whenever they whenever you don't like a leader. Whenever you don't like someone in another country, you can't just go calling them names and expect that you're going to get some diplomacy done with them. It's so dumb that it has to be deliberate. It has to be. Why would why would they want military to military communication with you if you're going to keep if you're going to keep calling them names? Forget that you're calling them uh you're calling their leader a, a, dicta- a dictator. You're disrespecting their leader. Whom they have respect for, we don't have respect for him, but they do. They consent to his leadership. As a matter of fact, especially the military, because he's their supreme commander. And you're calling him a dictator. You're disrespecting him. Why Why would they want military-to-military communication with you? Are you going to Are you gonna stop sailing carrier battle groups through the South China Sea? No. Are you going to stop sailing destroyers through the Taiwan Strait? No. Well, if you're not going to do anything they want, why should they do anything you want? Forget military-to-military cooperation and communication. Let's just talk in terms of deals. If we're not going to offer anything that the Chinese would actually want, then why should they offer us anything? Again, we have children dressed up uh, in adult clothing, pretending that they know something about geopolitics, pretending that they know something about diplomacy. Trump knew what diplomacy was. Unfortunately, he sabotaged our relationship with Cuba. But in every other regard, he did pretty damn good. He did pretty damn good. He walked across the DMZ four times in one day, didn't get shot. He had the Abraham Accords. He he worked out a deal with the Taliban, a ceasefire where we could get our troops out. Gave us whole months, whole months, nearly a year to get our forces out, that's diplomacy. He was working out trade deal after trade deal after trade deal. That's diplomacy. Now, unfortunately, he also he also fell for the Iran war trap where we're gonna go bomb Iran. We're gonna do, go fight Iran. He fell for that trap. Unfortunately, he also fell for the trap of, oh, we're gonna back Juan Guaido in Venezuela. He, he wasn't perfect. He fell for a number of traps, unfortunately, He's 0-2 when it comes to dealing with our neighbors. Uh, But hey, at least he had good relations with Brazil. He managed to have good relations with Mexico. The Canadians didn't have a choice but to have a good relationship with him because, you know, that's how this works, you know. Uh, Future American provinces should cozy up to their their future leaders. (laughs) But, yeah. He knew diplomacy. 
he fucked up a few times, but he knew diplomacy. He could get a deal when he put his mind to it. And he put his mind to it uh, in a, a number of areas. Unfortunately, he put more effort into the, the Abraham Accords than he did into working out relationships with our neighbors. But had he done so, had he focused on our neighbors, we could have, we probably would not even be in this situation. I'll, I'll just be straight up with you. He knew diplomacy. I look, you go back in time. You look at Kissinger. I do not like Kissinger one bit, but he knew diplomacy. People used to know diplomacy. We used to have diplomats, people who actually knew what they were doing. The people running the show today have no clue, but they pretend that they do. And they'll speak these grand platitudes as if they did, but they know nothing. And we suffer the consequence of that. We, we uh, it's, it's dangerous. I'll just say that much. It's, it's very dangerous. The times that we're living in, not because the times themselves are dangerous, but because the people running the show are so immature. But they have so much power at the same time. And they use, of course, when you combine the two, you get immature usages of lots of power. And that has consequences. So now the U.S. is tr desperately trying to get Cuba not to do this. Desperately trying, even while they sabotage their relationships with us and China. Because that's one avenue that you could get to stop this. You could work out a deal with the Chinese to get them to stop. But Biden sabotaged any possibility of that. You could work with the Cubans to get them to stop this from their end. Because without the Cuban consent, there is no base. Uh, no one even no one even is considering talking to Cuba. And uh, it's it's a mess. The, now you have the the senior director uh, for the China and Taiwan affairs, the senior director of China and Taiwan affairs of the White House security. What in tarnation? Get these fake jobs out of here, bro. What? Let me. I'm, I'm gonna attempt to read this again so that you understand what I'm looking at right now. The senior director for China and Taiwan affairs of the White House Security Council, Sarah Baron. That is the fakest job I have ever heard of, and she's doing a very terrible job because I've never heard of her name before. I've never heard of a proposal coming out of her. Uh, what, what, where was she when Blinken went to China? Why was she not a part of that delegation? Was she too busy doing running war games between the United States and China? Like, get out of here. All these fake jobs that do literally nothing. Get these, get these people out of here. But, yeah, Sarah Behran, the leader of uh, White House Security Council, Taiwan and China Affairs. There we go. Uh, the senior director of that council, uh, well, that part of the council, or whatever incarnation she, <laughs> whatever the heck she is, I don't know. I, I don't know what this is. This is a, this is a fake job. I, I don't know what this is. The, the senior director of China and Taiwan Affairs in the White House, Sarah Behran, told reporters in a briefing that establishing military-to-military -military communications was essential to reduce frictions between the two global powers. This is an absolutely critical way for us to manage competition, crisis communication, and ensure that there is not miscommunication or misinterpretation about each other's intentions, Behran said. She, says, she also says, quote, 
we remain willing and able at all levels to meet and call on China to respond appropriately to that. Okay, so you want them to communicate, okay? You want them to communicate. You you think that communication is absolutely critical for managing competition, you know, crisis communication. You you don't want mis miscommunications or mis it, it, perceptions about each other's and each other's intentions. Okay, okay. You're willing and able, but that last line: we're willing and able at all levels to meet. And they call on China to respond appropriately to that. Clearly, she has not been paying attention to the last week or so. Because they are not, we're not, we're not willing at all levels to meet with China. Biden doesn't want to meet with China. He wants to berate China. Biden wants to call Xi Jinping a dictator. There is no, we are giving no incentive whatsoever to the Chinese side for this cooperation. We, we, we offer nothing, nothing of value that would incentivize them to come along with this. They have every incentive to just spite us and go for this joint training base anyway, to, to triple double down on their spy base, and then to build an airstrip on Cuban soil. What, like, what are we offering? What exactly are we offering? Because I don't see it. I don't see. We she says these things, but where was she when Blinken went to China? If we're if we're uh, if we're willing and able at all levels to meet with China, then why was she not with Blinken when he went to go meet with China? Where was she? Why was she not part of the delegation? She's the senior director for China and Taiwan affairs of the White House Security Council. Okay, well, where's the rest of that branch for China and Taiwan affairs? Why were they not a part of the delegation? Oh, it's because what she just said is fake, just like her job. None of this is real. There's no diplomacy here. These people know nothing. And they are so immature that they don't realize that they don't know nothing. But they do these things that sabotage us completely. And not just us, but any attempt from people who might possibly know something about diplomacy. Uh, uh, Blinken. And then we get into stupid situations where now, where we could have brought this up with the Chinese when Blinken went over there. We could have brought up the, the, the spy base when Blinken went over there. We, we could have actually worked out some tangible action-based agreements from which you could build off of. None of that was implemented. None of that was even talked about. Well, Blinken did talk about some of these things, but he was by himself. What was he supposed to do? He was, gonna, he was supposed to sit there and argue with the Chinese delegation for eight, eight, 10, 20 hours by himself why the United States needed this, 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 and this, and why, and how the United States was going to demand that but not offer anything to the Chinese in return? Of course that was never going to work. Who thought that that was a good idea? This is, this is ludicrous. This is ludicrous. These fake people with these fake jobs running their mouths, getting us into problems. And then the, the leader of the free world is no better. We, 
there's such immaturity at so many levels. So that that's what we really need to be talking about. Forget we're ready and able at all levels to communicate. No, we're not. We are unready and incapable at all levels to communicate. And we have no business calling on the Chinese to reciprocate that because we're not ready. We're, we're too immature. And by we, I mean our government. They're too immature and emotionally unstable to have those discussions, to have those talks. Because they want, they want to sit there and call people names. They want to sit there and say all the worst things about the people that they need to be talking to, and then nothing gets accomplished. Because you can't negotiate with a war criminal. You can't have win-win cooperation with a dictator who commits a genocide of the Uyghurs. Certain names that you call people, certain words, when you attribute those actions to other people, certain actions are then expected of you. You cannot negotiate with a terrorist. It's one thing for me to call the, the Ukrainians a, a nuclear terrorist state. I'm not the one conducting diplomacy of them. And uh, forget whether or not it's accurate, which it is. But if I am the head of, say, foreign affairs, if I am I'm the secretary of state, I don't get to say those things. If I'm the president of the United States, I don't get to say those things anymore. Because it's my job to be able to speak to these people. But no one in our government understands that. And so we, and no one in our government understands that it's important to speak to Cuba because nowhere in that article did we say, hey, we're going to reach out to Cuba. It's all about China. It's all about how we're going to manage competition with China, how we're going to manage our relationship with China. And not a single word about how we're going to talk to the Cubans and ask them nicely to not allow the China, this deal to go through. Not a single word about Cuba. It just flew straight over their head. The one country that could stop this if it wanted to, the Cubans. And we didn't say a word to them. So this base is going to happen. It's going to happen. The spy base is going to stay right where it is. This joint training base is going to is going to be built. Because we do not have people in this country mature enough in mind and in emotions to handle what we're dealing with. So essentially what I, all this brings us to is what real interests look like and what real priorities look like. And our current government, they don't got it. This administration, they, they don't get it. They just don't get it. Which is exactly why I'll be voting Trump in 2024. <laughs> and that is all I've got for you today. I do hope you've enjoyed today's uh, broadcast on my geopolitical podcast. Uh, I hope you, if you can't watch the full episode, I hope you enjoyed the, the little snippets that I will release uh, sometime later on in the week. But uh, the world is changing and history is made in multiple areas. But if there's one thing we know for sure, folks, is that you and I will have fun watching that history unfold together. Now, I've been your host, Hi, Sean Wade, and you've been listening to This Week in Geopolitics. So till we meet again next Monday, servus. This segment was taken from my podcast, This Week in Geopolitics. I have new episodes every Monday, so if you like what you heard, 
consider giving me a follow. Thanks for listening, and hopefully I'll see you next time. Servus.